What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in to Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in, for being here with us. Wednesday, March 15th. Got some interesting things to talk about. Of course, I'm not going to avoid the elephant in the room to start this video. I know a lot of Jags fans not super pumped about what has transpired over the last couple days to really kick off free agency. Free agency, which doesn't officially start until 4 p.m. today. Again, Wednesday, March 15th, but... For all intents and purposes, free agency has been going on since Monday, and it's really been going on since before that. But the legal tampering period, it's a really weird time. I don't know why the NFL calls it that or handles it this way. It's all very strange. But players and teams have been agreeing on contracts since Monday at around noon. The Jaguars, they have not been super active in terms of bringing players back in or bringing new players into the fold, right? You've seen Jawan Taylor depart. To Kansas City, you've seen Arden Key heading to Tennessee, heartbreaker. You've seen Chris Manhurts heading to Denver. Um, and obviously Andrew Wingard headed back to Jacksonville. They had already re-signed Jamichael Hasty. They already placed a franchise tag on Evan Ingram. You already know Calvin Ridley's coming in. So it's not like there isn't anything happening for the Jaguars. It just hasn't been big over the last couple days. And I'm aware of that, and I think that was – Always somewhat the expectation. I didn't know when the Jaguars would decide it was their time to strike in free agency. Uh, And I do still think that the Jaguars will make some moves to bring in some outside players uh, to bring in some reinforcements in certain spots. It's just when they're going to do that, when they think the market dictates that they're in the right position to do that. And of course, um, We'll see how all that plays out. I don't think the Jaguars are going to just completely avoid bringing in any new pieces uh, via free agency this offseason. It's just going to be about the timing. And that's that's typical when you look at a lot of the good teams around the league, a lot of the expensive teams around the league. They're just not going and, and getting guys uh, willy-nilly to start free agency. They're kind of being more calculated in a lot of situations, uh, depending on their cap situation. That's what the Jaguars are doing right now, clearly. Um but obviously losing Arden Key is a big bummer. Losing Jawan Taylor, again, to Kansas City Chiefs, not ideal. Those landing spots and losing those players, two, two key pieces to the Jaguars' success in 2022. But we are here to talk about um, some more exciting things, some, some stuff that's not so doom and gloom, some, some things that maybe can get your mind off the Jaguars not going out and spending big on the first couple days of free agency. And I will have my phone handy here just to make sure uh, nothing breaks while we're 
recording. Looks like we're doing all right here. So Darius Slay, we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about Darius Slay. Obviously, this is a topic that's come up uh, today. Looks like the Eagles are ready to move on from Darius Slay, whether they're going to trade him or release him, whatever it may be. He's going to be looking for new work. Of course, Darius Slay, he's a superstar corner in this league. He is up there in age now at 32 years old, uh, but still playing at a really high level as an outside cover corner, a guy who's done great things for Philly over the last couple years. You know, he's been a ball hawk getting three interceptions in each of the last two seasons. He's been getting um, plenty of batted passes, been locked down in coverage. Just a really, really strong player in terms of uh, the way he plays the game on the field, his play demeanor, his his talent level. Like, he's got a great level of talent, right? Good size, great speed, um, great instincts. I think Darius Slay is fantastic. Uh, and so... Does it make sense for the Jaguars to go get him? I don't know. And I kind of wanted to leave this till the end, but I just figured y'all would want to hear my thoughts on Darius Slay before we get into some other stuff. Uh, Talking about Riley Patterson after this and also the Jaguars' interest in Cam Smith and Brian Brissy, reported interest at least, uh, by Tony Pauline. But sticking here with Darius Slay, do I think this makes sense for the Jaguars? I think if they're going to make a big swing here in 2023 to try to really, really upgrade this roster and and get themselves over the hump, you know, get themselves to where they feel like they're comfortably winning the division, entering December and, and competing for potentially like home field advantage and trying to give themselves every advantage they can in 2023 and beyond. I think Darius Lake could make sense. It's going to cost a lot. No doubt about it. I mean, he's going to be looking for massive money. Uh, the Jaguars have money. They do not have cap space right now. Uh, but when you have the money, you can make it work. And that's the benefit of having an owner like Shad Khan, uh, who has you know deep pocketbooks. So if they wanted to make this happen, they could make it happen. Do they want to make it happen? I'm not sure. Is it the most practical way to try to address your cornerback needs? No, it's not the most practical way. Going out and acquiring a superstar uh, player who's 32, who's looking for big-time guaranteed money, that's not practical. You're not being practical. You're trying to win the Super Bowl, right? Um, But I do think there are more practical moves that can be made that might, um, in conjunction with some other moves, be more beneficial in the long run. And I, th- I think there's some cheaper cornerbacks available on the free agent market uh, that could come in and fit what the Jaguars need. Because if you go pursue Darius Slay, he's playing outside corner, bottom line. It's going to be him and Tyson Campbell on the outside. Darius Williams would again be forced to shift inside to the slot. And I would like to remind folks, like Darius Williams, he was not playing at a poor level at the slot before he got moved outside. The reason he got moved outside was not because of his poor play in the slot. It was because the Jaguars had their defense was broken by what was happening on the outside when they were in three three cornerback sets, when they were in nickel. Um, So Darius Williams had to shift out there to save the day, in essence. Could he go back into the nickel and play decent football, play good football for you? Yeah. You go look at his stats in nickel, they're far less impressive than what they were outside. 
that's always going to be the case for the most part. Like when you're playing nickel, you're going to allow completions. It's just the nature of the beast. It's harder to cover over the middle of the field and, and you're put in more disadvantageous situations and you're covering routes that are easier to complete. Um, it's just kind of the way it goes. Playing nickel, you're going to give up a higher completion percentage than playing outside, generally speaking. Um, if, if you're a guy of you know the same talent, I think Darius Williams, if you want, you can shift him inside. Now you're talking about Darius Slay, Tyson Campbell, and Darius Williams. Yeah, you can't argue that that is a great trio of cornerbacks that's going to help put you over the top potentially. Uh, but are there guys like Sean Murphy Bunting, Tavier Thomas, Isaiah Oliver that are out there that are going to be cheaper, that might be more practical, that could allow you to have more flexibility than going and pers- per- pursuing a Darius Slay? Yeah. So I don't expect the Jaguars to pursue Darius Slay. You did see Tyson Campbell on Twitter giving it the uh, side eye, right, when, when Darius Slay um, looking like he's either going to get released or traded. Um, and then you saw Darius Slay giving Tyson Campbell the side eye back. So there's communication back and forth with some Jaguars players, at least Tyson Campbell and Darius Slay. Darius Slay is from Brunswick, only about an hour away from Jacksonville. So like there are some reasons that you can put this together, put this thing together in your head and you know feel like maybe it's a possibility. And maybe it is a possibility. Who am I to say? But for me, I don't think it's the most practical. I don't think it's the most likely. Would I criticize it? Absolutely not. Because if you're going and getting a superstar cornerback to add to this football team, I'm not going to criticize that. I'm going to applaud it. I think Darius Slay can still play at an extremely high level despite being 32 years old. I think he's primed to have a couple good years where he's going to help wherever he goes. He's going to help them win football games. And I think if you want that to be Jacksonville, sure, I get that for sure. I'm not going to complain one bit about Darius Slay. Is it the move I would try to make? Depends on the price, right? And we don't know the exact price. We'll see how that plays out. But those are my thoughts on the Darius Slay situation. Now, according to Adam Stites of the Jaguars Wire, the Jaguars have tendered exclusive rights free agent kicker Riley Patterson. All you had to do to tender him in this situation was offer him the league minimum, which is, um, I'm assuming, what the Jaguars did. That's all they had to do to secure his rights for the 2023 football season. Riley Patterson, we all know what he did in 2022 for the Jaguars. He was a kicker, young kicker, right, in his second year in the league. Jaguars were able to pick him up uh, off of the 53-man roster cuts. They added him to the mix, and he, he, he had some ups and downs, certainly. Right, Week 7 in Kansas City, two missed field goals really hurt the team. But after that point, he was almost automatic when you talked about his field goal and extra point opportunities. He did really well down the stretch, made a clutch kick to win a game against the Los Angeles Chargers in the playoffs. Uh, A guy who I think shows signs of promise. Does he have the biggest leg in the league? No, absolutely not. He is not a power kicker. He is a guy that relies on his accuracy. And he was really accurate after that Kansas City game in Week 7. Really accurate down the stretch for the Jaguars. So uh, I think this was an obvious move that they should make. It has not been officially announced by the team, but Jaguars Wire is reporting this, that, that the Jaguars have tendered exclusive rights free agent kicker Riley Patterson. So he'll have an opportunity, it looks like, to win this job again. Do I think the Jaguars should stand pat at kicker? No. I think they should probably pursue some uh, 
some rookies, maybe undrafted free agent, maybe draft a guy if you feel strongly about a Jake Moody or a Chad Ryland or someone else. I'm not an expert on kickers at all, especially scouting kickers coming out of college. That's the least of my worries. But you know who is scouting kickers right now? It's Jaguar special teams coach Heath Farwell. He loves loves scouting, so I know he's out on the road trying to figure out who they can they can potentially uh, bring in and, and compete with Riley Patterson. I know he loves competition. I know he loves Riley Patterson. Farwell was fired up to get Patterson in here. I do not think Patterson disappointed in his first year with the Jaguars, but again, is there potential to get someone with a bigger leg where if you're talking about do we need to win this game from 60 yards out, do you feel good about Riley Patterson doing that consistently? Probably not. Maybe you want to go find a bigger leg. I would understand that uh, and create some competition there. Now, we've also got some news on the college front, right? The draft is going to be more important for the Jaguars in 2023 than it has been in a long time. And the reason for that is because when you talk about talent infusion, you talk about getting these draft picks right, you don't have all the free agents that are coming into Jacksonville this year. You're not going to get a barrage of new talented starters, like five, six, seven new starters this year That's that, that you've gotten used to getting over the last couple of years. That's not going to happen. So... Going and getting guys in the draft that can contribute immediately and contribute in a big way long term, in my opinion, is going to be extremely important in 2023. You need to go get guys that can contribute for you and help you in 2023, not 2024, not 2025. They need to be able to help you right away to help get you over that hump. Now, I'm not saying go get guys who are not going to have major upside, but I'm, I'm saying you need to get guys that are ready to contribute, ready to contribute in a meaningful way, and ready to contribute for a long time, for at least the length of their rookie contract, right? That's what you want here in Duval. And according to Tony Pauline of Pro Football Network, the Jaguars are showing interest in a couple guys that I think would make a lot of sense at 24 overall, where they're currently slated to pick. Cam Smith. Cornerback out of South Carolina. According to Tony Pauline, um, Jaguars defensive backs coach Deshae Townsend was at the South Carolina Pro Day. Cam Smith worked out there, and, and Pauline mentioned that the Jaguars had shown specific interest in Cam Smith. Uh, but he's not the only corner there. Darius Rush, another big-time corner prospect out of South Carolina. I think that Either could make sense for the Jaguars. I think Darius Rush, more of a day two type of player. Cam Smith, though, the 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 man that's in this report from Tony Pauline, again saying the Jaguars specifically are showing interest in Cam Smith. Who is Cam Smith? He's a guy that is incredibly, uh, incredibly strong-willed on the football field. Like, this is an alpha football player. He does not want you throwing the ball his way. He has incredible ball skills. He has really good really good athleticism. Uh, ended up testing really well. And I will go and pull up his mock draftable just so I can give you all those exact numbers for Cam Smith, who I think, again, would be an option for the Jaguars at 24 overall. I think he's a cornerback who... Uh, what I really do like about him for his projection to the Jaguars, 
He has a lot of experience outside. He's also gone entire games where he's stuck in the nickel trying to slow down specific receivers like Jalen Hyatt, etc. in the SEC. And he has the physicality, the athleticism to play outside and play inside, in my opinion. He's got that dog mindset out there. But he's six foot one, you know, six foot three quarters, almost six foot one right there. Um, he's 180 pounds, so he's a little bit light. And you know, that's kind of the way these guys are coming out these days for the most part. It's rare to find a bunch of these super solid cornerbacks that are 200 pounds, 195 pounds. Not all these guys are that weight anymore. That's just kind of the way the league's shifting. You're seeing that with receivers. You're seeing that with, with defensive backs. It's just kind of the way things are going. Linebackers, everybody's getting smaller. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. New year, new credit scores. Chime makes it easier to build credit by using your own money to make on-time payments with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a qualifying direct deposit. There's no annual fee or credit check required when applying. Get started at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Uh, but what you like to see, he has arm length, right? He has almost 32-inch arms, which at his height, you like to see that. They kind of cut off for a lot of teams for, for a guy to play inside or outside cornerback to play outside or slot. You need to have at least 30-inch arms to play outside in the NFL, and he clearly surpasses that mark, which you like. Um, the 10-yard split, 1.49 seconds. That's 89th percentile. The 4-4-3-40, that's 72nd percentile. The 38-inch vert, that's 75th percentile. Uh, the broad jump, 96th percentile. He was fantastic in testing. He looks fantastic in field work. The Jaguars... Again, showing interest. They're at that pro day. And again, Tony Pauline specifically saying that the Jaguars are interested in Cam Smith. 
I think he would be a fantastic pick for the Jaguars if they were to land him at 24 overall. I'll tell you where I currently have him ranked. That's 21st on my board. I have a first-round grade on Cam Smith. I have him just in front of Deontay Banks, who is another incredible athlete, an even better athlete than Cam Smith. I have him just in front of Joey Porter Jr. That should tell you how much I value Cam Smith as a cornerback in this class. I think if the Jaguars were to land him at 24, he would make an immediate immediate impact, whether that be playing outside or playing in the slot, mixing it up, playing both. I love Cam Smith, and I love what he would bring to the Jaguars. Now, the second name here that, that Tony Pauline specifically cites the Jaguars showing interest in is Brian Brissee, the Clemson defensive tackle. And the Jaguars were at Clemson's Pro Day, as was the entire league, according to Tony Pauline. But Brian Brissy, defensive tackle out of Clemson, there's this is one of the more interesting prospect evaluations and difficult evaluations that I've ever seen. Because you got, have a guy, five-star, right? Number one overall recruit, according to most, coming out of high school. Uh, hasn't quite gone his way. He's had some tremendous things he's had to deal with as a person and as a player. He's had off-field tragedy, losing his sister. He's had um, on-field issues with tearing his ACL in 2021. He's had a kidney infection that started affecting the rest of his, his body. And so there's just been so much that he's dealt with on the field and off the field. I don't think judging him exclusively based on his tape is really going to help you or benefit you. And that's why I have him still valued very highly, despite him not having stellar tape consistently in 2022 or prior to 2022. The bottom line, though, on tape, you do see the flashes of of flexibility, of quickness, of speed, of, of explosiveness. And you also saw that stuff show up in the in the combine. And of course, going back to his high school recruiting, this is a talented football player. And at Clemson, he showed up 302 pounds, four pounds heavier than what he was at um, at the combine. He's six foot five and a half. His arms are a little under what you would be expecting for a Trent Valky guy. 32 and a half inch arms at almost six foot six. That's not really proportionally very good. In fact, it's 25th percentile among def- interior defensive linemen, according to Mock Draftable. But he has some other traits that I think really are going to allow him to thrive. And 32 and a half inches, it's not ideal, but you don't need to have the same type of length on the interior when you have the speed and quickness that he has. Length is more important, in my opinion, Outside, as long as you have the quickness, the the speed, the and the explosiveness, that I believe, that I believe Brian Brissy showed. And again, his his ten yard split, one point seven one seconds, seventy seventh percentile. His forty four point eight seconds, ninety three percentile. Really, really good. He also improved on his bench press at his pro day. Twenty eight bench press reps is going to really uh, improve that number. It was twenty twenty. Excuse me, it was 22 from the combine, which was 15th percentile. That'll raise him up. Of course, the bench press, not not a huge issue, neither here nor there. But just talking about Brian Brissy, I think there are a lot of things to get excited about when you're talking about him as a prospect. He's an interior defensive lineman that projecting him to the next level, he looks like a player from his skill set, from how Clemson used him, from what you saw on tape. He looks like a player that should be 
at penetration type of defensive tackle. I don't think you want him being a nose. I don't think you want him taking on double teams. You want him penetrating, creating disruption in the backfield against the run and making it difficult for the quarterback to step up in the pocket, allowing guys like Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker to have more success rushing around the edge. That's what the Jaguars need. They got it a little bit down the stretch from Roy Robertson-Harris, from Devon Hamilton, from some of those other guys. They need that continued into 2023 and beyond. I think Brian Brissy has the ability, and he's starting to look really healthy now. He's starting to look more like himself. He's fully healthy going into the 2023 offseason. No issues off the field, no issues on the field. I think the best of Brian Brissy is ahead of him, and that's why I think if the Jaguars were interested in him at 24 overall, I would be okay with it. I actually have him valued currently right now at 25 overall, so right in that range uh, for the Jaguars. So I'd be in on both of these picks, and I'm I'm excited the Jaguars are showing some interest in these guys, at least according to Tony Pauline. Again, Tony Pauline of Pro Football ne- Network re- reporting that the Jaguars have shown interest in cornerback Cam Smith, specific interest in cornerback Cam Smith, and Clemson interior defensive lineman, Brian Brissy, big fan of both prospects. And again, uh, Adam Stites of Jaguars Wire reporting the Jaguars have have placed the the exclusive rights free agent tender on Riley Patterson, meaning he will be back in Duval for 2023. Doesn't mean he's guaranteed to be the Jaguars starting kicker, but he will be back. He will be ready to compete. And of course, when it comes to Darius Slay, I'd be excited to land Darius Slay. I think anyone on the planet would be excited for Darius Slay to be on uh, the football team that they're covering, that they're rooting for. But is it the most practical move? Is it a likely move? I don't think so. I really don't. I think that there's guys like Sean Murphy Bunting. I think there's guys like Tavier Thomas, Nick Needham, others that can come in, help you in a more specific way, and be versatile in their own way. So that's the the direction I would go. And before we sign off here, I'm going to just make sure that we don't have any major news that needs to be reported here. Well, the Texans, who have been one of the more active teams in free agency, and I've actually liked some of the moves they've made, and of course I've liked some of the moves the Titans have made as well, unfortunately, stealing Arden Key, snagging Andre Dillard. Uh, But the Texans, they've signed Sheldon Rankins to a one-year $10.5 million deal. I don't think that's a massive needle mover, but I do think Sheldon Rankins is going to upgrade their interior, uh, no doubt about it. So not great. Again, the, the Texans continue to improve. The um, the Titans, I think, have improved a bit, maybe not a ton, but I like some of the moves they've made. The Colts, we'll see how they play it. They traded Stephon Gilmore away. We'll see what they decide to do the rest of the way. But look, uh, I think it's going to be not all quiet on the Western front. I've mentioned that. I've referenced that twice now uh, over the last couple of days. I think the Jaguars are just waiting to make their move. Like, I don't think they're not going to make any moves. I think that they will address some areas of need. And I think once you get to draft day, you're going to be able to get excited about some of the guys they bring in uh, throughout the draft. And look, if the Jaguars don't go get anyone here in free agency, if they do just kind of chill, you will get those comp picks, right? Right now, the Jaguars are projected to get a third-round comp pick, a sixth-round comp pick, and a seventh-round comp pick for Jawan Taylor, Arden Key, and Chris Manhurts, respectively. If you don't go replace those guys, if you don't go spend big money on unrestricted free agents, then you'll have a shot at getting those comp picks and um, 
and being able to have a really, really stacked uh, arsenal of picks in 2024. Again, those comp picks would not be for 2023. They'd be for 2024. Uh, So, yeah, that's going to do it, though. Really appreciate all y'all tuning in. Just wanted to make sure that there's no news, Jags news, coming down the pike here, and I don't believe there is. All right, y'all, thank you so much for tuning in. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. You can follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Check out GenJag.com to pick up some new Duval gear. You can hit that like and subscribe button here on YouTube. Drop a comment below. Really appreciate y'all's support. We'll be back. If there is any more Jaguars news to report, you know we'll be on it. Have a good one, Duval.